Hey, it's Leah Rance. On this week's episode of Afternoon Rants, me and Jared Maple read your paranormal experiences you submitted in. And we cover everything from ghosts, Ouija boards, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, we might not have gotten to your story because we had a lot of submissions. So uh, look for more episodes of this. All right, let's get into it. Leah Rance, Afternoon Rants. I'm sorry, say that to me again. How far away is our public investigation going to be? Uh, so it's an hour and a half from your place, and oh. it's an hour away from me. Oh. Yeah. You know how I always think of time as I'm like, it's a third of a Lord of the Rings movie away. I, most people would do, you know, like albums or podcasts, because those are normal things to listen to in the car. <laughs> I was just thinking how much can I how much Lord of the Rings could I watch feasibly while we're driving down to our um Arrowhead investigations our public investigation we're doing. Huh. So uh I hope you're ready to get No wait, before we even get into the spooky stuff. Mm. Can we talk about the meme that I sent you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> You're so ready to work, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let's get it. Let's get like, it, Jared. We... Here's this funny tweet I found. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seriously cried about this. Like, uh, do you want to read it? I can read it. Can I can't sing on key. So how about you do it? Okay, it's from an account, and I'm gonna have to bleep that. But I'm just gonna say it's from an account called F the Moon, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> And it says, fly me to the moon, let me kick its f***ing ass, let me show it what I learned in my moon jujitsu class. In a, can, we talk about the, can we talk about the guy's immediate comment uh, like underneath it? So, uh, so in the screenshot that Leah sent me, uh, the tweet got over 100,000 likes, which is very impressive. Yes. But, uh, and so the way in how uh, Twitter works is that uh, basically... If the author of the original post comments on it, it shows up first. So he said, uh, wow, this blew up. Wish the moon would. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this man knows oh. what he stands for. I, I, <laughs> he, he doesn't want the, the moon dude, around they, anymore. They just have an issue for the moon. I don't know what it is. They just don't like the moon. I tried to check his Twitter to follow him and it's been suspended. Probably for violence towards the moon. You know, it's funny, too, like, I I follow a meme group, like, a meme queens thing, or I'm sorry, it's like a group message, and I swear to God, they're, like, maybe two messages away from kicking me out, because the only thing I ever, like, contribute is <laughs> whack stuff like this, or Lord of the Rings memes. That's my only two things that I'll share. Okay, but, like, if you're sending them, like, whack memes, like, are they send like, what kind of memes do they look for? Like, like, minion memes? Like, like, <laughs> Facebook mom memes? Like... No, 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 but, like, I feel like they have, like, I feel like I have a very unusual sense of humor. Like, random 3 a.m. adult swim type of humor that's just totally irreverent. There's this, like, more dark sex-related, and I'm just, like... Oh, all right. I- I'm just over here like a child, like, but wouldn't it be funny if he hated the moon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not witty. It's actually as more whack it could be, <laughs> the better. It's very, like, Eric Andre, you know? Yeah, it's that's... Very... He's, like, my... 
exact style of humor. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Uh, so we needed to get the laughs out before we got into this. So uh, we had a last minute change of plans. We were going to be talking and eventually we will be talking to my friend Ben Ring, who he is a paranormal investigator. But instead, we are doing some ghost stories. And what's special about these ghost stories is they're ghost stories about you? That doesn't make sense. But about the listeners. Sort of, yeah. Okay, so we, we reached out and we're like, tell us some of your ghost stories. And oh my God, y'all didn't quit. Like I, <clears throat> but it doesn't oh, wow. surprise me though, because right, yeah. He's, so I'm flipping through like 15 pages of ghost stories <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's and, intense. Yeah. We might do multiple episodes of this because honestly, we might not be able to get through this all. But it doesn't surprise me because I don't know if you knew this, Jared, but like, first off, do you believe in ghosts? You know, I didn't, but after uh, the haunting that I had when I worked here overnight, like now I like it's starting to convince me. Like when you heard the footsteps. Yeah, when I was hearing the footsteps, when like the studio door opened, when the bathroom unlocked on itself, when I was, I I I almost pooed myself, Leah. Well, forty five percent of Americans say they believe in ghosts, so that's like mm. almost half. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, and thirteen percent believe in vampires, but we're not gonna. Yeah, we're. Are we I mean, going to get you, into that? Do you believe in them? <laughs> no. But like, <laughs> just while we're on the subject, thoughts on Bigfoot? Uh, Bigfoot? If I, yeah, I believe Bigfoot is real. Okay. Because All right. like, what, I guess my thing is like, why wouldn't it be real? Like, you know what I mean? Kind of like, um. Like, like I think that Bigfoot is far more likely than like a vampire or like a werewolf existing among us, you know? Well, I mean, but then again, if I'm saying Bigfoot, I mean, wouldn't I say vampire? I don't know. Vampire, no, no, I just feel I, like. I feel like vampires are like way out of left field, you know? You want to talk ghost stories? Yes. All right, let's share some ghost stories. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or? Uh, yeah, sure. So the first one is uh, from my friend Nicole. I'm just going to read it verbatim. All right. This other time I was sleeping and I dreamt that I was on top of the stairs and I heard someone come up from behind me and then I felt someone push me from the top of the stairs while and she fell from the bottom. It felt slow and long, so kind of like a slow motion falling, apparently. But I ended up smashing into the wall at the end of the stairs. When she woke up, she was at the bottom of the steps, confused on what happened. So wait, she slept through rolling down the stairs? That's what, yeah, so either it was, she apparently sleepwalked, but she never, like, she's never sleptwalked before, except for, like, this one time where she imagined it, like, in a dream of her just, like, getting... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking slow motion roll yeah like. yeah yeah so you know okay well you know when like stuff like that kind of like happens to you how it's almost kind of like this is happening in like slow motion yeah she felt like that it was happening where like, she had entire seconds like 10 to 15 seconds just absorb like what was happening ow yeah right slow motion yeah slow pain. motion free falling down a flight of stairs what a d-bag ghost i hope i happen to notice you taking a nap wouldn't it be a shame <laughs> if you I, to be fair though if i was a ghost i'd probably do whack stuff like that too. would you you'd push people down the stairs like not she like she was fine she ended up fine yeah, i mean she wound up being fine <laughs> and now she has a cool story so that's true that's true <laughs> all right well my friend amanda said that when she first moved into her house she said, I saw a orange long-haired cat peeking out from around the stairs at me. The neighbor told me that pet hoarders used to live in the house, and it's likely a cat or two died there. And she said, also, after my family dog Olivia passed away, I would still hear her toenails on the floor and the clinking of her collar at my mom's house. 
huh. which I don't think is creepy. I think no. that's kind of sweet, you know? Yeah, your, your dog is just kind of hanging out. You never hear about ghost animals. No, no, you really don't. Which, if I'm being honest, mm. I, I used to live in a pet hoarder's house. I wonder if... They would linger around afterwards. I, oh, they cat, just couldn't tell because there was cat like 20 did cats. did die in the house. Oh, really? So I wonder if that cat would ever show up. Yeah. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah. So uh, my friend Charlie has a pretty good one here. So I'm just going to read this from Charlie's perspective. One time, my mother woke up to the smell of toast and coffee. Her first thought was it was that my dad made her breakfast, as at the time, Charlie and his brother and sister were all babies still. She rolled over to see that my dad was still asleep in the bed. She went downstairs to discover that there was no coffee or toast, but when she was a kid, her dad would make her that make her that breakfast every single morning. He died when she was 16. In the weirdest part, the day she smelt the coffee and toast was on his birthday. Aww. Yeah. Again, this is yeah, another... No, it's like really wholesome, you know? Yeah. It's not like an exorcist type thing. It's just like kind of nice, you know? I, you know, if she said I smelled popcorn, I'd be like, oh, she was having a stroke. Because <laughs> honestly, that's supposedly what you smell. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. We were like, if it, she was smelling burnt toast, like, did your mom like have a stroke? And, right, like, didn't realize yeah. it. We were like, <laughs> Ashley said, growing up, my best friend was a little girl that lived in my attic. There's something that lives in my current home that likes to consistently make weird noises or knock on my closet door. I got woken up by my ex-boyfriend one day only to find out he'd been outside smoking a cigarette and hadn't been inside. So I guess these are like multiple. Mm -hmm. His house was haunted by two ghost kids. And when I lived in Orange, I heard something following me around that basement as well. Uh, Yeah, see, I don't like that. It's like something like looming. I'm not a fan. I've actually had that happen to me before. Uh, There was a super haunted house in the town that I went to school, Snow Hill. Uh, It was called the Snow Hill Inn. It actually was featured on um, some sort of travel channel. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Haunted houses. And my friend lived there, actually. Her name is Jordan. And uh, she, I didn't realize, but people had died in this home. And the living room was weirdly upstairs. So I was going to get something. I remember distinctly, we were watching South Park. And I was leaving And I was going across the hall to her bedroom, and I walk inside, and I heard something breathe down my neck. Like, and I thought it was her, and I turned around so surely, and obviously no one was there. And uh, then I found out it was haunted. I didn't even know it was haunted at the time. So, (laughs) oh, I hate it. I hate that so much. (laughs) Stalking ghosts are not not fun. Yeah, no, like that. That's like foreboding. But like the whole like smelling like the toast and stuff like that, like that's nice. But yeah, like, Ashley's story, they were they, it sounds like they were more first and waking you up from a nap, that's just rude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Looking I like know. your boyfriend, that's odd. <laughs> so one more story from Nicole actually. This one time when I was sleeping upstairs in the attic, at the end of my bed there was a black figure with no feet, a trench coat, and a hat. Every time I closed my eyes, I Wait, dreamt say that again. So there was a black figure who had no feet, so essentially like hovering. A trench coat and was wearing a hat. What? I, listen, I'm I'm going off of exactly. I just what you, pictured like a detective outfit. Yeah, was that kind, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, just foot, okay. just hovering. Every time I closed my eyes, I dreamt that he was chasing me with a giant spatula, hitting me with it. This it's time. the hash slinging slasher from SpongeBob. Am I right? Precisely. Oh my god. But when I opened my eyes slightly, the figure was right in my face. I would close my eyes again, and it would be him chasing me. 
When I opened my eyes again, he was standing again in front of my bed. This would go on and off the night till morning. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams that anybody watching that SpongeBob episode would seriously be afraid of the hash-slinging slasher. Were you freaked out by that? No, not at all. Was there any, like, kids movie that freaked you out? I do remember one, actually, and it wasn't technically like a kid's show. I was just shown it when I was a kid. My grandfather, being my cool granddad who tried to, like, he let me see, like, all the movies that, like, my parents wouldn't let me watch. Right. So, like, if I was ever over their house, like, during the day or, like, if my parents were, like, working or something, uh, he would just kind of, like, let me watch whatever. And, like, he knew that, like, even as a kid, I was really into, like, a lot of, like, the scary stories and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. There was a real story about a guy who had, I can't remember the disease, but it's the one that just kind of rapidly increases, like, your size. So, like, this dude was, like, eight feet tall and, like... 300 pounds and just like huge the one thing i found and i don't know if this is who you're talking about but this guy robert wadlow from illinois uh had hyperplasia of his pituitary gland and that's how he got to be eight feet tall and he mm. weighed 439 pounds Oof. it's crazy wow. yeah i don't know if that's who but, you're talking uh, about i don't, I don't I, remember the guy's exact name because i was a child but <laughs> essentially what it was it was one of like those like history channel shows where it would be like a compilation of like scary story like scary like real stories yeah and so it was a guy who had that disease i think he joined the navy and essentially one of the ships started sinking randomly just during like a routine like maintenance check oh no and the guy was like in this huge dude didn't meet the clearance for a doorway so he essentially like got stuck because the door was trying <gasps> to shut and he was trying to squeeze through but oh, he was no. massive so he couldn't and he died for whatever reason, like, I had a nightmare for the next, like, week of getting, like, stuck in, like, a doorway trying to, like, get out of, like, a sinking ship. Oh, Like, that, that stuck with me for a while. And you're pretty tall, actually. Yeah, exactly. I'm 6'2". <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, checking the doorways before I walk into places now. It used to be so cool in middle school when you could touch the, the doorway. <laughs> yeah, I still do that now. Like every now and again, like I'll leave class and I'll be, I'll be like, I need to like relive my childhood. I'll just like hop up and just like smack the top of like the doorway. <laughs> Why did every boy in middle school do that? Because it's a flex. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking if you were to put on your like, I know you're not single anymore, but if you were to put on your bio, like for any ladies looking to have their doorways. <laughs> That's genius. I don't know. Anyway, all right. So Sarah, she did exactly what you're not supposed to do. So she said, I may or may not have released an entity or something of the sort after not closing a stupid Ouija board that means properly. She may have. She may have done that. Not may not. That happened. Oh, I think it did. Do you know what she means by closing a Ouija board? Well, don't you need to do kind of like a like some kind of like ritual to like close it? I've never actually like used one, so I don't know for certain. But yes, from my limited knowledge, because I also have never used one. But you, I think you have to say goodbye. You pointedly have to end the conversation. You can't just ghost out on the ghost. She said, "I think I released something that may or may not be attached to me somehow. I think it." found me some kind of worthy after withstanding the night with it after releasing it, but that's just a theory. I hate saying this because I think it sounds idiotically pretentious, but I've always had a strong sense for that stuff and have experienced the presence of a good handful of spirits, energies, ghosts, entities, or whatever they claim to be over the years. Now, 
do you believe that some people have the gift of like being able to maybe be more inclined? Yeah, I would say so. Just because I feel like there's a lot of things that are just like really hard to understand from a standard like logical perspective, you know? Right. Because like there is some people who like even like I'm sure that we're going to see more like as we're going through these where like mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's almost kind of like a sixth sense. Do you have it? No. <laughs> Jesus, no. Mine knows like, that. People know that I would be too excited to have one. Yeah, you, you would know? Be. Like, that's why they won't give me the gift is because they're <laughs> like, no, you'd like it too much. Honestly, though, my thoughts on Ouija board, uh, ain't nothing ever good going to come out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't necessarily believe that, like, you're always doing, like, a seance from, like, a Walmart Ouija board, but, like, <laughs> I'm not going to risk it either. <laughs> what is it? Milton Bradley? No, it's Hasbro. Hasbro, mate. yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to you wanna read one of these? Yeah, uh, you want me to do uh, Miranda's? Yes. Now, do you know who this is? I do not, should I? Miranda is the daughter of Becky, who owns the Still in Agawam. Oh. And we love Becky. Yeah, hey, Becky. What's <laughs> and up? we love Miranda. So, all right, I like this story a lot, but you go ahead uh, and read it. I was doing some urban exploration at a factory. My friends were in the room right next to me, and I was in the hallway snapping some photos because the lighting was prime and it was creepy as hell. There were dolls hanging from the ceiling. Uh, As I was looking through the viewfinder, I noticed something darker than everything else at the end of the hallway. So I started taking more pictures and called out for my friends. Almost as soon as my camera started flashing, this dark figure that was as tall as the hallway just absolutely rushed at me. I screamed, obviously, and ran the hell out of there. The door was just off to the side. I called my friends in an absolute panic, but they didn't hear me. Mind you, they were right next to me in the next room. I even tried calling their phones, but nobody picked up. Five minutes later, they came outside looking for me. I told them what happened and that I'd been trying to call them. But they all said that they didn't hear me or their phones. When we looked back in my camera, all the photos I had of the hallway right before the figure rushed at me were gone. That ghost was trying to hide. So that ghost was like, you better take me out of those tag pictures. Untag me! <laughs> yeah, untag me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just hears it, get my good side. <laughs> I'm glad she had the uh, instinct to to run the hell out of there. So yeah. many people want to investigate in movies. I don't understand yeah. that. Like, well, that's why, you know, that new Netflix movie, what is it called? In the Tall Grass or something? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like, you're, you're in just this big old field. None of you put each other on each other's shoulders and, like, look around. They and- actually did. I know. I, I saw I'm it. not going to get to it. Yeah, no, I thought it was It wasn't good. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was pretty bad. Hunter says, my entire household is a constant paranormal experience. Mm, Why haven't you moved, Hunter? Our property is on Native American land. We've found hatchets, arrows, but all the time we have flickering lights, TV turning on by itself. I see constant shadow figures, and we have two known portals in our living room and one of our bedrooms. I have had several very aggressive voices on sleep box and recorder. The worst one was I was asleep one night with terrible sleep paralysis as I was floating above my bed. Every single middle of the night experience has been at exactly 3.21 a.m. 3 a.m. is known as the witching witching hour. hour, Did you know that? I did know that. I used to have experiences back in my when I was dealing with insomnia where I would wake up at specifically 3 a.m. every night. And it was just, it's just freaky. I've never, thankfully, knock on wood, ever dealt with sleep paralysis. Though. Okay. I've had some friends that have said they've dealt with it. And that just sounds like, I think it's where you, like, you're just totally stalled, right? And you just. 
Yeah, so my understanding of it is that uh, realistic, like your motor control, I think like the actual like scientific explanation for it is that your brain hasn't fully registered that you're awake yet. So your motor control is essentially like turned off. But you're but you're oh, conscious. Yeah, yeah. So you're conscious. So like it's so like basically like your eyelids open, right? But like the explanation for like why people can't move is because your brain is essentially trying to like start up, if that makes any sense. Because you're just like getting pulled out of sleep almost. I've seen pictures before of people thinking it was like this demon like sitting on their chest. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I think part of that is obviously when people dream up some like pretty crazy stuff and once again, I think the explanation for that was that, like, you're getting pulled, like, so quickly out of your sleep, mm. and your body can't really distinguish if you're awake or not. So I think it tries to almost, like, combine both of them in kind of, like, a weird sense. So your brain tries to make something feasible. Yeah. That but, being said, I do think this guy's house is actually haunted, yeah, especially if it's built on Native American land. Yeah, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Poltergeist? I actually haven't. Oh, wow. So the premise is basically the same, and they mm. deal with, uh, you know, spoiler, the child gets stolen into the, like, paranormal land because they were built on a Native American graveyard. It's bad stuff, man. It's bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. They can't disclose that kind of thing, though, can they? What do you mean? Like, houses. They don't have to, do I, they? No, no, they don't have to. So also... um. John Wayne Gacy's, not his, like, well, it was the location of his home. Mm-hmm. That got, like, bulldozed in the 70s. You know who I'm talking about when I say John yeah, Wayne yeah, Gacy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Clown, murderer. He yeah. killed, like, 39 men and boys. It's crazy. Yeah. And had their bodies in the, the land and, you know, buried in there and some in his house. And that, that freaking house bulldozed, right? But still the location and is up for sale now. And I talked about it on air. And, like... Someone was actually interested in living there. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I love spooky stuff. I also would not willingly live somewhere Mm -hmm. like that. You get what I'm saying? All righty. And this next one is from Tiffany. I own my great-grandmother's trailer after she passed away. We lived there when Garrett, my son, was a baby. She was cremated but not buried for a while. Until she was buried, I could feel breezes go by me in the trailer and I could smell her apple pies baking. I could also hear her walking around the kitchen. There was one night she also banged into one of Garrett's hanging toys because I was being stubborn about something. It was as if she was telling me to knock it off. When I had married Garrett's dad, most of our wedding photos had a ghostly mist hanging over every one of the pictures. Once she was buried, none of these things ever happened again. Again, I don't think that one would scare me as much Mm-mm. as it would be just reassuring, especially since my grandma passed recently. Like I would I just It'd be loved, comforting, right? Yeah, yeah. I loved like all the little signs that I got from grandma. And honestly, you funny enough too, Tiffany, mine have also stopped once she has been buried. But I had a dream about like you know, like the night before my grandmother died, I had a dream about a butterfly. Yeah. A monarch butterfly. And I never remember my dreams in this one. I just woke up and I immediately knew I was like, that was grandma. You know what I mean? And like, I would see her big thing was dragonflies. I would see um, dragonfly, like a dragonfly literally showed up at her burial site, just zoomed on by. And apparently my aunt had asked for, she said, you know, if you're near me, can you, can you show me in the form of a dragonfly? And she showed by. So I don't question that at all. That was Mm -hmm. absolutely true. I a lot of times hope that 
And I got thinking about this. I was like, maybe it's a sign that they've just kind of moved on onto the next plane. Like, I mean, it's sad because I would love to get more little hints or winks from my grandma. But I think that the ones that I got were pretty daggone special and and cool, you know? Yeah. See, that's really cool. We've actually, uh, we've had a similar thing over in my house where uh, uh, one of my mother's best friends passed away when I was... I, think I was probably only like 10 years old or so. Her thing was like, like she loved robins. After she passed, like less than, I think like two weeks afterward, we had robins making a nest directly outside of our house. Cause we had like a, we have like a uh, yeah. tree that's in our front yard and there was robins like laying nests there and they're still there like all these years later. Oh, it's actually really, it's really cool. I love that. That's yeah. so neat. That one's just, that was kind of sweet. This is uh, from Mike, by the way. This one time I was home alone and I kept getting this feeling of extreme unease. Just wouldn't go away. Couldn't figure out what it was. Finally, after about an hour, I had my answer. It was gas. I passed <laughs> it, and I felt so much better. Gas can be the worst. It's, like, it's pretty bad. Honestly, I've had gas so bad before that I thought that I needed to go to the emergency Dude, room. I thought I I was like getting like a hernia sometimes. Right? Like, <laughs> like when it gets like really bad, I am like I'm like oh my god, like because it, it hurts. All right, this one's from Lindsay. My best friend and I traveled cross-country and stayed in a number of haunted hotels, including the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. The creepiest experience we had was in Jerome, Arizona. We went on a ghost hunting tour, and when we came back, my friend had a bruise in the clear shape of a handprint on her upper arm that certainly was not there that morning. She has no memory of feeling anything or anyone grabbing her. That's spooky. That that's something that I would just try to separate myself from, like immediately. I, like, I've always believed I I you know a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm not afraid of ghosts because they can't touch me. I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> I, but I don't believe that it's ghosts that do that. I believe personally that I mean because it's never a good thing. You always hear about like scratches appearing mm. on people or bruises. I always think it's something demonic, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually I would say, so. like, even in that context, in, like, even in, like, most, like, pop culture stuff, it's mostly, you know, like, ghosts are good, and it's usually some kind of, like, demonic presence that yeah. will be the one that's causing harm. <laughs> Anytime anything touches me, I'm out. I'm out. You're like, just done, right? Like, yeah. well, like, McCain, um, McC- like McCamey Manor. You've heard about that yes, in yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Mm-hmm. the world's scariest haunted house. So the whole thing with that is you sign a 40 page waiver, you know, you bring in some dog food for his dogs and the man basically psychologically tortures you. And nobody up to this point has ever like defeated the house like they offer twenty thousand dollars to whoever can complete it. But nobody's been able to complete it because he puts you in this like hypnosis state and he'll make you believe things like he said before. They'll put people in like a kiddie pool and have them believe that like a great white shark is somehow in there. He's like, that's kind of his whole shtick is messing with your brain. But also like they, they, they can touch you and they can like kidnap you and and pour stuff on your head and Ugh. like waterboard you waterboard you essentially yeah. and people actually sign up to do this that's what blows my <laughs> mind like would you ever do something like that oh god no yeah no no that's right a, i am just like i'm a not hard pass yeah i i'm like i love horror but i've never been so desensitized by it that i would need to get to that point to feel mm-hmm. an adrenaline rush like, i need a man to torture me and you know the thing of it is too is that legally speaking like 
Like, I genuinely don't see how he's getting away, the guy who runs this, Robert McCamey, like, getting away with having this type of haunted house, honestly, because it sounds to me like he's just straight up torturing people, especially if you can, like, physically abuse them. And I've heard rumors that he's hired felons in the past, and I would just... I don't even know how this thing is still legal and still running. It really, to me, shouldn't be. I mean, would you ever do something like that? No, absolutely not. No way. Like, yeah, no. Okay. All right. Uh, This next one is from Sam. My friends and I were using a Ouija board out in front of a little bonfire when I was like 16. We were in the middle of asking questions when the fire made a little popping noise and the flame suddenly shot like three feet into the air. Mind you, it was contained in one of those little metal fire pits. We said goodbye to that pretty freaking quickly after that. You know, someone probably went right by and like squirted a little bit of that. You know, what what is it like? Just put some what, gasoline, oil, kinda, yeah, yeah, just gasoline on it. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that? Like, I just anytime there was lighter fluid around while we were camping, we ended up using like an entire bottle in one night because it was just. I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not a pyromaniac. <laughs> it's not a pyromaniac. It's just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying before, man. Ouija boards. The bad news. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've never heard anybody been like, wow, I had a really great experience using this Ouija board. I really. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. I really got to know myself better. And like, and it's always, and I have a theory that absolutely nothing that is talking with you through a Ouija board is good. Absolutely nothing. You can't convince me it's your grandma, your grandpa. Hell no. I think it's all demonic, honestly, that's trying to get through. And they'll just pose as different things. You know, you have a point because, yeah, yeah, you're right. I've never heard anything even remotely good come from like a Ouija board story. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> it's like nice. Yeah. It's like you know, my friend Rebecca now, you know, like her eyes just kind of roll back into her head every now and again. You know, it's fine. We had a grand time. It Did you hear fun. about that thing in Mexico where they they were messing with a Ouija board? This was some years back, but they um, actually almost died from messing with it. Hold no. On. Let me let me look this up. OK, this was in 2014. This girl in Mexico was hospitalized. So three Americans were hospitalized in Mexico after they were reportedly possessed by a Ouija board. What? Apparently, Alexandra began growling and thrashing about, and they were taken to a hospital and everything. Yeah. They they, they administered painkillers, anti-stress medication, and eye drops to calm the three of them down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, there's no other follow-up to this, so... I don't know if that was like a psychological thing, but um, I'm trying to think what like, especially with all three. You said it was three different people, three different people, but they were all playing it together. So maybe it was like a hive mind thing. You know, you ever hear like where someone's getting a little bit spooked out and then like they start to freak out the other person because they're like, oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Well, because I mean, it raises the tension in the room tenfold for the most part. All right. David says, when I was a boy. We lived in a house built in the early 1800s. I had a room where the stairs from the attic ended at a door on one end. A few nights, I would hear someone in a loud whisper call my name, David. It happened several times over the four years we lived there. Also, there would be the footsteps that would come down the stairs, often after there was a loud thud from above my bed. They were slow, like someone was deliberately taking their time. 
Mm. See, that stuff doesn't sit well with me. Because he's saying that it was always, like, right above his bed, right? So that's at nighttime. Like, if there's a daytime ghost, like, I'll take him. I feel like there's never daytime ghosts, you know? Yeah, exactly. Why? And why know. are they all always Victorian? You know what I mean? Because this happened well, in, like... nobody's died since the 80s, Leah. Come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, 1800s, early 1800s. I'm like, why don't we ever see, like, a ghost is like, whatever. Wow, she looks like she's from the 90s. All right, this next one is from Judy. While I was sound asleep in my dorm room at school and totally alone, I heard my grandfather calling my name. Boom. Phone rings. Mom tells me he's just passed away. Another grandparent story. Mm. And again, I think that, you know, I totally believe these because it always seems to be with the people. Most of the time, like nine times out of ten, these stories people tell us, I feel like, are always related to someone like, you know. Josie says, I used to be a massage therapist at a famously haunted inn. I was a skeptic. The massage room is at the top floor, was giving a massage, and the lights shut off and then turned back on, off, then on again. The only switch was a dimmer in the room with me. The room got very cold. My client and I were both shook. Hell, I would be too. I'm trying I, to get yeah. a damn massage, and this ghost is ruining my life. You know, that kind of reminds me of the time when you said some word, but it was as if on cue the lights behind us, like, turned on and off. What was it? Was it, you said just the word ghost or something like that? It happened in a past episode. Yeah. I so I remember that we were recording when it happened. I don't know. I'm, I might have to go back and look for that. But, like, yeah, it happened while we were recording the podcast. I, I mentioned something about ghosts. It was it, probably this time last year, Yeah, right? and it just turned on and yeah. off, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, she also said that another time there was a red balloon that followed me from the ground floor up to my third floor office like some kind of ghost it. Nope. <laughs> That's a hard pass. The, do, the red balloon thing is so like ingrained in my mind at this point. Do the voice. I can't do a good voice. No, you can do a good Pennywise time voice. Time to float like that. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, time to float. I, I, can't, I can't do it that good. Yeah, no, like, do, do like, time what, to what? float, Josie. <laughs> time to float, Josie. No, see, I can't do it. I can't do it. You put, you put me on the spot. Wait, I'm going to try. Right, go for it. Wait, wait. <laughs> time to float, Josie. Oh, that was know. pretty good, actually. <laughs> it sounds like Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> That's actually kind of scarier. <laughs> All right, so this one's from Lena. My paranormal experience. My friend and I had some work done on our house a couple years ago. She has an old farmhouse. She remodeled the whole place. I went over and I saw this little boy sitting on the edge between her kitchen and the dining room. She has a drop-off and I thought it was her son. Same size, same hair color. Later, I sat down on the couch with my friend and I was like, where's your son? And she says, oh, he's not here. And I told her that I saw this kid sitting on the edge and that I thought it was her son in trouble. She says, nope, there's nobody here but me. So, sounds like a little uh, little ghostly child. That sounds to me like she, sound, she saw the sun pretty vividly, too. I mm. mean, she, if she could tell hair color and stuff. Every time I have ever experienced anything, I was never able to distinguish, like, actual features. You know what I mean? Beyond just, like, something's here. <laughs> it shouldn't be here. I mean, it sounds to me like she saw, like, the real yeah, deal. Yeah, vivid. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, her son was alive. That's bizarre. I don't know. Lamica said, all right, this is Lamica's story. Back when I only had my son, 
There was a time where he was taking a nap, and the person I was with at the time was in another part of the apartment. I was looking for some paints of mine. I couldn't find them, and I looked all over. When I left the living room and came back in, they were all lined up on the floor in a neat row. There was only one way in and one way out of the room, so it was impossible for it to have been anyone else. Needless to say, I was left in a state of confusion. Sometime last year, after I had taken my youngest child of the three to school, I came home, I come home to find that my lamp wasn't working. I flick it on and off, only discovered the light bulb was missing. And when I found it, it was in a bag right next to the lamp. Now, this isn't a normal lamp where you could screw it off. It's one of those energy-saving ones. I was the last one out of my room, and I closed the door while everyone that morning was downstairs. I had just turned off the lamp before doing so as well. Their dad had left several minutes before I did, and my youngest was down in the living room the whole time. Everyone else was already at school. These were in two different apartments. It still boggles my mind to this day. Your ghost sounds just mildly irritating, Lamica. Like, you're stop organizing my paints and stop taking the <laughs> light bulb out of the Were the, the paints lamp. alphabetical or was it based on the color wheel? Right. I'm curious. Like, I need to know. Okay, well, maybe that one was trying to help. I'd be like, great, you're trying to fix the ghost. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to pay rent anymore. You're good. Yeah, yeah. any ghost that uh, <laughs> comes into my house is just going to try to, like, fix my life. Okay, this one was from SJ, and I feel like this honestly was like one of the more intense ones that I'd read. It's like a whole thing. All right. So years ago, I was at home. My ex was at work. He sent me a link for a website called MyDeathSpace.com, which was a super morbid collection of MySpace pages of dead people with info on how they died tragically. I was bored, so I clicked through. I got stuck on page 10. It wouldn't go forward and it wouldn't go back. I said out loud, what the heck? What do you want? All the hairs on the back of my neck went up. I heard a voice. I swear to God, it was sort of in my head, but not really in my head that said, be careful tonight. Scared, I asked why. And it answered, you're going to be in an accident. My eyes focused again, and I see that I'm looking at the pic of a young guy, early 20s, and it said he had died in a car crash, that there was a highway chase, and he was hit by the guy speeding away from the cops. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to go out dancing that night, and I don't drive. My friend that was the ride called me sick. So I asked my then-husband to drive me, and he was a dick about it, but agreed. For some reason, my ex takes weird roundabout way to go to Northampton. We get to the top of a hill, and as we're at a stop sign, I get that bad feeling. I turn to him and say, we're going to be in an accident. And he told me to shut up and turned on to 10, and one second later, something flies through the windshield of the car, smashing it. We almost crash. I swear it looked like a book. There was no one in front of us, no one behind. We get out of the car and there's nothing there. To this day, no idea the windshield was destroyed. Do you think it was the guy trying to come through the windshield? Maybe. <laughs> he just like astral projected himself through the like moving car. That is insane. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds like the guy was watching out for her. To be like, there's going to be an accident tonight. Or maybe yeah. he was the one making the accident. I am the accident. It's anyway, like, that's thanks weird. for the link of uh, my death space, at yeah. SJ, but I'm not going to click it. Uh <laughs> Is it still a thing? Uh, do you know if it's Are you locked? really about to go on this? 
Is it in poor taste if I do? I mean, just know that something like this might happen to you. I'm not going on it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to click enter, and then you're like, you know, Jared, this might happen to you. Uh, nope, nope, not. Anyway, so that pretty much does it for uh, our paranormal stories. I was, like, blown away with how many that we had, honestly. Yeah. Like, a t- this is a lot. It seems like, yeah. I'm holding the stack. Like, so. a lot of people had it. All right, so... In our next episode, we are going to be doing your first ever public investigation with Arrowhead Investigations and Crossing the Veil Paranormal Society. It's going to be in Norwich. You ready? Uh, Yeah, I'm pumped. Let's do it.